0: This Agile Life, episode 93, direct from Agile 2015. Agile
1: bangers and mash.
2: The software industry transforms more and more every day. Agile methods are quickly replacing traditional ones. The question is are you agile enough? This podcast is devoted to Agile and lean software development. Time to welcome your Agile coaches on This Agile Life.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to This Agile Life, direct from Agile 2015 in Washington, D.C. My name is Jason Tice and we thank you for joining us for a few
1: highlights from the conference. I have found some people to join me tonight. Who else is there? Hey, this is Natalie Simonson. Uh, well, uh, Hello again. Uh, said hello yesterday and... Going on again, day two.
0: Day two, yes. Woo-hoo!
3: And
1: I think
0: I hear some other people there.
3: Yeah, this is Joe Nauman, uh, sometime listener, first-time contributor.
0: Well, welcome, Joe. We appreciate having you here to join us live. We can all—we're all sitting at a round table, so we can all see each other here. And is there anyone else? Like, is John Sexra going to appear? Oh, that would be awesome. I think we have to say his name three times. Can I fill in
4: for him? I'll be Sextro.
0: Is there another superhero here? Who is that other superhero? Nobody
4: will know the difference because I haven't introduced myself. I am Rose Hemlock. I am Nerf Herder and Agile Coach at CenturyLink Cloud. Happy to join Natalie and Joe and Jason tonight.
0: Really? Well, thank you for joining us. So. So it is. It, we, we are now recording, this is the end of the first day of the conference, and we thought we'd get together and talk about a few of the things we've learned today. So who wants to uh, get us started?
1: Pick me, pick me, ooh, ooh, pick me. Don't pick Natalie. <laughs> so today um I I had a great uh, first session so I'm super pleased that uh things went off uh very very well uh the session I went to was about uh, around uh the uh pink uh the drive um uh topic a pink session. yes okay. um it was great uh Dave Moll I think I've got the name right uh did a great job in presenting I want to desperately get my hands on the materials that he used because I think there's a lot of things that we could leverage uh I really enjoyed his story about allowing their whole organization to uh, choose what team they wanted to be on, and the uh, the dynamics around that, and their their fears. So uh, definitely want to to find out more about that during that uh, session he did reveal that they've got a book deal so they will be going and uh, be uh, developing a book around that process that they did uh, and it follows the Spotify model uh, but uh, the real-life application of letting you know teams choose uh, letting people choose what teams they're going to be on and and uh, their their transition to a very self-organized and uh, and working towards a happier workplace Okay, so it sounds like, because I know we talked on our last
0: episode kind of before that session, I I know the question I asked you is what was different about that session that or would there be anything new in that that wasn't in the book
1: oh yes there's a lot there's a lot of things because uh, Dave's actually taking it to the next level he's he, uh, he ended it with um, what's next what 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 was missing from that book and where and so he had some ideas around what he would like to try next to, to further improve um, their the, the work life uh, of their employees because they did have a, a statistic around the uh, with the increase in happiness they saw a 12 percent increase in productivity and so they want to continue to drive that happiness and get even more productive employees
4: super sweet so what was the actual like for those of us who haven't read the book or didn't see the TED talk because I think I saw the TED talk but now I'm not sure so what what was it actually about? so the the
1: three main tenants that uh, it was driven around was autonomy Motivation and purpose, and that is what people need in order to, uh, be, you know, to be successful. That's right. I got those three yeah, right. That's right. Yes. Um, and so, so he based a lot of the activity that he did in, in, um, in uh, the, based on the drive, uh, book bit. Then he added a whole bunch, and they well, experimented and, and, and built upon that. So, that because
0: because the book drive is very much about purpose, autonomy, and mastery really doesn't Mastery get it doesn't person. it doesn't get into self managing teams like we have here in agile so that sounds really cool that, that he has some thoughts about maybe how to get yes. started and um, for those that are looking, maybe like to work with leadership to say mm-hmm. there's, you know, some substance, because um, I know something I heard a lot today is people felt, people sometimes said, well, how do I make a change? You know, how do I get my boss to agree to do something? And mm-hmm. I was like, well, sometimes a book, you know, can help with that a little bit, at least to show you're not just, I didn't go to this conference to get this idea that's going to change the world. And your boss is like, uh, okay so
1: yeah so and there good. was also some really good discussion around rewards and and how to use rewards or not use rewards uh there the, it was a great story about uh, somebody that had a kid that was bouncing a a basketball against their garage door while they were trying to work rather than yell at them to stop doing that they went down and said i love the way that you're bouncing that ball against the garage and gave them some money and said i want you to come back and do that every day and so these kids came back, and and we get we get paid. Uh, and this was in the UK, so like a five pence or something like that. And then they stopped paying the kids. The kids never came back because it had been. Changed Genius. into work, Genius. and what, as soon as they got stopped paying paid, they well, we're not going to do that work if we're not going to get paid. So, so yes, yeah, <laughs> so some, some great stories around behaviours uh, and rewards uh, to to think about. I mean, certainly, there's nothing saying that we have all of the solutions, but a lot of really good things to to think about from a reward system and, and driving towards happier teams to to have a better culture and a more productive workforce.
4: Okay, it's cool. So,
0: yeah so who else went to something else what else did who else learned something today Let
4: hmm. me think I learned think. some stuff I'm pretty sure actually one of my favorite stories today was from um, Jim Newkirk's talk this morning there was it was the the agile boot camp track right that he's he's one of the chairs of and I just I loved his story about I don't know if Jason if you were in that one but I, I think Natalie and Joe were where he was just talking about how when it, earlier in his career they his bosses basically told him to, to lie to a client about a delivery date. and oh boy. Uh, And he just, you know, flat out got on the call with a client and wouldn't do it. And, um, you know, they called him up to the VP's office later and told him that, you know, Jim doesn't want to win. And I, I really related to that story because I came from an environment a long time ago that that's exactly how it was. You know, you said whatever. And uh, it was terrible, you know, totally, totally demoralizing. So... I, I just loved what he said that, you know, we're looking for people who want to face reality every single yeah, day. And be honest. Yeah. Be honest,
0: yeah. It's funny. I was not in that session, but but I heard very much the same thing as, as we said on our last episode. I went to the um, uh, Imprisonment by Metrics talk. Yes, I oh, won, that was my second pick. Um, and that Oh, did, you didn't go to it, did you? I didn't get okay, to it. Okay, you didn't to go, it, go to it. But one of the things they talked about in there was, again, that's Imprisonment by Metrics. It's like a fake deadline. And it's it was interesting because what they talked about... Is you know metrics. It's really not so much that metrics are bad, but it's what you use them for and how they're perceived, or misperceived. And um, it was a kind of sad, actually. I really liked the presentation because it was kind of like um, it was like telling stories about here's something, a challenge that we had. And both uh, was a Nat- it was Natalie Warnerd and Brandon Carlson. I probably can't read my own handwriting here, but. They did a great job of telling stories, and then they, you know, kind of gave us an mm-hmm. opportunity to share, you know, times when we had felt, you know, imprisoned by metrics, because really someone else on the team, or maybe leadership, or even in your case, the business, was using them the wrong way. Because again, if a team wants to set a goal for themselves, that's awesome, but that's a goal. It's it's a team goal. Not something you, to
4: hold hostage You shouldn't you know. go yeah.
0: set your strategic roadmap off of it, you know, unless you have some predictability, which in this case, a lot of teams don't. So I, I feel your pain there, and... I just appreciate it, and it was. it's interesting because it was on the learning track. And so one thing that I've always wondered is where a, a metrics talk would show up here because it could be on the bootcamp track like the, for beginners, but this was actually on, on the learning track, and it was very basic. It was team metrics because there's a lot of topics on the portfolio track about metrics, so, but I enjoyed that. So.
2: So
4: what did they come away with as far as, the you know, was there any talk about what the most useful metrics are to track for teams or uh, from a coaching perspective, which which kinds of things should you help teams to be tracking?
0: Well, so um, a couple of things there. Um, Obviously, we talked a little bit, a few of us at at the table I was at before we started, we um, did go around and say, what metric do you track? And it, it basically, the people at the table kind of, echoed the uh, the version one survey that um, I already, I ripped up a few weeks ago because it talked about velocity. And um, and again, that's again, velocity is a great metric for a team to know the impact of changes. The problem is that when leadership or the product management group starts to use velocity and it's it's not, a, you can't look at velocity and compare it between teams, it doesn't mean anything. Uh, so we that was kind of, we didn't necessarily talk about metrics that were, um, Better, We kind of talked about the metrics that were not ideal, like velocity. Um, and the other thing we talked about that um, uh, I think it was uh, Jesse Shearhouse brought up, he, um, he actually specifically talked about the version one survey also, and he said he thought it was interesting that many of the metrics that people use to evaluate um, the effectiveness of Agile are lagging indicators. Whereas in reality, reality which was right, the page, right. which was actually the page that I ripped up on the podcast a few sessions ago. Okay, that was I didn't rip up the page with velocity. Can you I rip up other-
4: another page or something tonight? Because it's a really good sound effect.
0: Really, I don't think I have. Ripping. I have. I could rip up my notes here that I can't read my handwriting for. But, um, but the. Um, but but yeah so I thought that was interesting to hear someone else say that because we should be looking at more more leading indicators things that can predict things I know and I know a simple one that I shared with the group I was with is I just talked about the happiness metric you know yes. you know would are were you happy at work today yes or no and really to use that as a way to show that to your leadership yeah and this idea I know I tweeted it during the session one of the few things I put on Twitter today was this idea of saying that a lot of times that that whole session kind of talked about how. Leadership or management, well, you can and has been known to use metrics to manipulate behavior of the team, right? Yes. However, guess what? The team can use metrics to manipulate the behavior of management. Mm-hmm. So if you say, hey, here's our happiness metric, and it doesn't look very good, management. Management. Please help us do something about yes. this. And yes, is it could it be gameable? Sure, but
1: it's a data point. So yes, and that's certainly something that they uh, they talked about in the uh, in the damping drive talk again is that you know just at the end of each day everybody putting a happy, sad, or medium face and yeah. tracking that over time to see you know what what's uh, trending with the team uh, because it certainly, it certainly does make a huge difference in in your work life, uh, because a day will fly by if you're loving what you're doing and you're passionate and excited and happy about it. And if you're miserable, the the hours and minutes and seconds go
0: by so slowly. So and I know the metrics talk, I know the slides um, actually are online. So if you're here, if you're listening to this. Um, so
1: yeah, they too. should all be
0: online. So um, we'll have to figure out how to put some notes about the sessions in our show notes. So if you want to go figure it out and go download the slides for these talks, they can go. Yep. Um, take a look and or contact any of the presenters. I'm sure they'd be happy to um, talk as we're probably butchering their names here since I can't read my yes. handwriting. <laughs> so um,
1: well, I do want to note, uh, before we go too much further, uh, Jason has chosen another location for this particular talk and I believe he didn't want to be close to a balcony.
0: Oh yeah. So instead, we're in a Uh-oh. metro station here. We're in the, we're in the Georgetown metro station. So guess what? You could just throw me in front of the train, <laughs> boom. <laughs> so Joe, how about yourself? You've been you've been quiet over there.
3: Well, being being newer to Agile, I I think the most impactful thing of the day was Luke Holman's keynote speech this morning, um, especially when it came around the value of games and and the power they can have. Especially when he talked about. Helping the city of San Jose fix their budget issues. Um, we've been using games in our office to help teams learn the value of whip limits and how they can help them deliver more effectively and keep their focus. And it really helped me reinforce the things that that I've been working on. I've only been doing Agile about six months now, so it's uh, it was definitely a a, a validation experience this morning to yes. to really hear that somebody of that of that magnitude stand up and. Reinforce what we've been working on with our teams.
1: Yeah, and also the challenge that he threw out there too, uh, To to have people um, You know take on something that means something personal to you and and apply your your agile um, Skills to that not outside of work and this this only Will you know sort of pay it forward type of having everybody? gaining some experience in these techniques uh, so that they can get, they can better your community, better your schools, better, you know, anything that you're passionate about, you know, your local charity that you're involved with, making any of them more successful and, you know, and take those skills that we learn as agile practitioners and, and spread them outside of just the development world. I think that mm-hmm. that was a great challenge that he, he you know, sort of ended on. Uh, with yeah. that that keynote speak, it was yeah, fantastic keynote. Yeah, yeah I've gone
3: through a lot of the the boot camp sessions today just because this is my my first Agile conference and being newer to Agile. But the spirit of being able to to change the world with what we're doing and everybody's excitement about it has really galvanized my my dedication to to what I'm I'm learning to do now. And it's been uh, it's been really exciting. And I'm I'm looking forward to the next four or five days to to gain more and more of that expertise.
4: Drinking from the firehouse. <laughs> right. So this this morning did he teach any games or any exercises that he we want to take through,
1: back? He talked through his games. Um, and for, for those listeners, if you go to innovation games, there's a lot of games already out there mm-hmm. that uh, that, are, that are available for, for you to use. But, uh, but, but yeah, that, that keynote will be available and he can talk through. There, there were mods done, and he talked about the concept of where, you know, if you've ever modified any kind of game that you played um, or made up a new game, you're a game designer. And you know you're you know like in that that thought that just because you know we we as as coaches or scrum masters. Aren't creating code. If you're modifying a game or creating a game, you're you're a game designer. So uh, that you know, it was it was a very empowering speech overall. Is saying like, don't take for granted what you do on a day to day basis. But yeah, certainly those games are out there on Innovation Games website. I know that uh, Jason uh, knows uh, Luke very well, so he may have some more insight to yeah, sort of no, other things that are coming up. Every
0: everything's out there. So, and, and I know the Alliance will post the keynotes on the Alliance website probably. Well, yeah, a little bit after the conference, so if you didn't have a chance to hear what Luke said, but yeah, he actually really focused, again, more on the budget games, and I know his intent was to say that really to take the games and apply them to anything, because guess what? They work. So, um, and of course, they're not games, as he co- quoted himself in his own, as he calls it Luke-speak, they are Serious collaborative simulations to, ex-
1: to exercise. Out, exercise your strategic <laughs> objectives. So, Yes, for any um, of you that are out there that may have a uh, uh, somebody in your leadership chain that uh, that doesn't like the idea of playing useless uh, games, uh, Luke does provide some fabulous verbiage uh, for so, some strategic exercises yeah. but that you a can data, play.
0: But as a data point, again, not knowing people will listen to this podcast, uh, again... Lucas, they've rebranded that company, so it, they still have Innovation Games because that's something they created initially, but now it's called Contenia, and they have a they have a crowdsource booth here um, at the expo, but it's. It's kind of sad because it's symptomatic of that you know this idea of game kind of as a stigma but if you're listening to this podcast in like 2017 more than likely go Google Contenio and you'll probably see some cool things there. Um, I know the book will still be published and out there but so the the brand is diversifying so what else do we get? I'm looking through my copious notes that I took that I can't read.
4: I I did the let's see Esther Derby was speaking today. Um, Her it was Six Rules for Change. Ooh,
0: what were they? Can you and, run them down real quick?
4: You know what? I, I actually pulled them up here because, unfortunately, I, I don't trust my memory enough, but I, I've got them here. So uh, first one was work from a stance of congruence, balancing the interest of self, others, and context. So I, I really liked the focus on empathy because that's, that's been really important to me, and I really value that. Perspective we all have as agile coaches of also being servant leaders. So I loved seeing how she focused on empathy as the kind of the, the foundational thing that you must have to be this change agent in any organization. I thought that was pretty cool. So want me to go through them all? You want to? Go okay.
1: For it. She did. Apparently, Joe, uh, sorry. Rose told me earlier. She gave a shout out to smokers because they use their. Their uh, smoking time to her a whole new network of, of
4: people. Yes, and that that ties into one of her one of her six points. So if I I was I, I admired her for the courage it took to like support the smoker <laughs> contingency at your office. She was very quick to say, "Don't go out and start smoking though, but but just know that you can use these people and bend them to your will." Or, no, or just start kidding. a <laughs> walk to your will. Start. because They clearly
1: must be something wrong with <laughs> them.
4: Or start a walking club or something. So. Yes. So, okay. Some common interest, yeah. So the, the second one was honor what is valuable about the past and what is working now. Devaluing what people have been doing makes change more difficult. This was probably my favorite thing mm. about the, the time that I spent with her today was just thinking about the ways that we inadvertently devalue someone or something when we as these change agents come into a situation and say, I want to help. I'm so excited to help you. And I really think that I can make your situation better. Without being appropriately respectful or, or empathetic of how that person might be feeling about what they currently have. Yes.
0: Yeah, and that, that's what we talked about last time with invitation. You know, yes. Getting invited in um, and seeking an invitation versus kind of imposing or mandating changes.
1: Yeah, and there's certainly been instances. I like, you know we've all heard them where you know well-meaning but people come in with an agile transformation saying, "I don't know how you got anything done before." You know, then this waterfall environment. Right. And so not saying, you know what, you're great now. You can be even better if we start looking at other ways to improve. Yeah,
4: she even gave us some some example language. So one of the first things she said was don't force people to admit that they were wrong, but change the way that you phrase that conversation or frame that conversation. And she said something like... um, you know, Up until now, what you've been doing it has gotten us here or it's been sufficient. It's it's worked so far. Now, and then kind of dot, dot, dot. So just kind of giving that appropriate acknowledgement of what the person or the team has done so far and just changing the way that we present change as not necessarily everything you've been doing thus far is crap right. you know? I mean, And you, the same is with growth, right? The, the change
1: and growth can be taken negatively as if that... Well, I'm a grown up. I, I know what I'm doing, right? And even so but you can you can continually grow. People mm-hmm. not everybody is, is embraces that concept as much as, as some. So
4: Well just think about just in, in daily life, you know, when we want to change something about ourselves or the way we do something, we don't we don't kill ourselves and start over. You know, we take some material that we currently have and we hopefully kind of enhance it somehow. It's yes. not just throwing everything out and starting over. So figuring out what's good about what you're doing, what you do want to keep is is the first step to figuring out what you want to change. Yeah, but
0: even more basically, actually to do a little bit of a mashup here, like I was in a session with Christopher Avery today, and he talked about this idea of emphasizing um, intention and really Ooh. celebrate. So really, because we're so quick to you know obsess on what we can't do or what we didn't get done, and we miss the opportunity to celebrate what we did get done. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we had a goal, you know, like, hey, we want to try to get this plan done this month, okay? And you know what? We didn't get it done. But you know what? Let's think about, before you even say that, let's talk about all the stuff we did get did done do. instead. And we don't, I mean, who does that? I mean, that's 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 a hard thing to do. And what Chris Xavier was saying is that, guess what? If you emphasize that it changes the way you think, and it changes the way you lead people. So it's, it's almost...
4: Very similar you, mindset. Very there. similar yeah. mindset. So,
0: yeah. Cool stuff. So you're back. I think you were on number
4: four, I'm right? On, I'm on, let's see. Number three is assess the current situation and system, what holds the current pattern in place, who will gain, who will lose when things change. Um, and then number four is what we were speaking about earlier with our smoker friends. Um, <laughs> activate networks. These are not the formal networks within an organization, but the more informal ones. Uh, Activate networks to diffuse new ideas through the system. Weave in people who are trusted and who people turn to for advice. So the smokers being just one example, you know, but I also thought of like people whose hobbies are similar. I mean, I've met people today just because they were wearing band t-shirts that I liked and I walked up to them and said, hey, that's a really cool band. Um, but you know there are lots of those kinds of networks within any organization. You just have to have to tap into those as a coach and figure out who has that kind yeah. of relationship. them Well, and again, yeah,
0: it's more important because it's based upon knowledge, it's based upon experience, um, and it's also based upon trust. Trust, yeah. And most, more than likely, none of those things were consulted when your organization may have designed their most recent org chart. <laughs> So I, I had a few interesting conversations with people where they were talking about where the org chart fits in with Agile, and I kind of said, well, what, what you're saying here, these are the more important things. So yes, there's probably an org chart somewhere, which you may have to look at, but it's, we need to move beyond that as a community. Yeah,
1: definitely.
4: I liked the, that concept of who do people go to for advice, because if you think about it, a lot of times the, the person that you go to for advice might not be the person you report to directly, might not even be somebody who's like technically in your chain of command or whatever. It might be somebody outside of it that you, you've just had a relationship with for years. So I liked that, that concept of understanding who, who can influence based on the relationships and the trust they've built. So I thought that was cool. So that was number four. Number five on on her track was guide the change, consider where global principles apply, what can evolve locally and and what wouldn't, um, and work by successive approximation. So I I had to think a lot about what, what she meant by that. I think um, what it comes down to is that there are certain things that apply universally, and then there are certain things that are going to be unique to a certain locale, a certain situation, and just that that awareness can help you to guide change. So the same things are not always going to work. Or even down to the same team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That makes sense. Hmm.
3: Well, yeah, I think one of the, the biggest things I gained today was also from Jim Newkirk's um, bootcamp presentation early this morning um, talking a lot about coaching the why behind process and not just laying process on teams, um, making sure that they have some kind of handle to actually embrace the reason that they're doing something and giving them at some point the will to design their own process and as long as they're still accomplishing the same goal and, and they're embracing that then they're actually adopting Agile and they're not just being made to, to practice Agile and that's something that I've worked a lot with the, the teams that I'm, I'm working with right now, and they seem to take it and run with it a lot faster if they understand the point of the process that, I, that I've installed or that I'm coaching them on um, rather than just looking at it as, okay, this is another thing I have to do. But it, there's a benefit to you, and there's something you're going to gain from this, and allowing them to be part of the design to customize it to their team's needs whatever the project might be um, really seems to, to gain a higher adoption rate.
4: That reminds me of something that uh, Esther Derby said in her afternoon session as well about getting people involved, um, even if you you know create a special little kind of task force for for a, a certain initiative. Just the more people that you can get that have a finger in the pie it's of It's
0: the something. coalition of the willing. It's like, oh, we're all back to, <laughs> it's like another, that. well, that was eight points that we did on a few episodes back, but um, uh, John Cotter's Change Leadership Framework. We talked, we ran that one down. So, oh, yeah, similar. yeah. Yeah, similar. So you got it. there's strength in numbers, so. Absolutely.
1: I did want to add one other thing too. One of the things I've been tracking as I go to different sessions or even just, ad hoc conversations, I've started a a list in Goodreads of all of the books that have been mentioned that may not necessarily be in the bookstore here or anything like that, so I'll make sure that uh, I get that to John about these are the books that everybody's talking about, either in sessions and so forth. Yeah,
0: Uh, or they typically tend to show up on the tweet stream, so, but if you wanna, if you would like to add that, I I appreciate that, Natalie, and I'll even go look at it or add to it. Definitely. Well, I had two quick ones, um, which was interesting. So the, that I'll just share. Um, and then anyone else, anyone else got
1: other things? I'm good. Because I want to be, I
0: want to, <laughs> it is late at night. It's time to go to sleep, right? Or you guys are going to party. Um, I have to go. I've
4: only had five drinks. I can fit more.
0: Oh, really? So I did go to Lean Coffee this morning. And the first topic out of the Lean Coffee thing, which is funny. This is, John, if you're listening, this is for you. We talked about a uh, what's wrong with the idea of assessment? And it was inspired, apparently there was a whole bunch of blog posts that in our packet here, our conference packet, we all got a, a wheel thing. I forget whose wheel it was, um, but someone's promoting yes. that. Yes, no, I bet saw that.
1: It, I bet it's the one that uh, that link that you posted.
0: Um, yeah, I, I think it's no. That was internal. So we have an we have an internal Slack channel for this Agile Life, and um, I I know I saw it, it was the one I, I shared to Natalie and John on our chat. So, um, I forget whose it is, but somebody apparently where there were a couple blog posts about that because it, again it. It's not a complete measure, and it, it's, it's very interesting what they're trying to do with that. The only reason I was going to call this quick because this is where at the the lead-in to this podcast says, are you agile enough, right?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> there seems to be this idea that, you know, agile is more getting it's some mindset. So I don't know how few answers. So we might have to think about if we want to ever change our lead-in. And if our listeners are listening and have any comments about what a better lead-in for an Agile podcast is, we'd love to hear what it is. So, I always
4: thought you were being sarcastic when you said that in the intro.
0: I don't know. John worked <laughs> on that. So um, Just kidding. I, that's a question. So anyways, I, we'd love to hear feedback from from our listeners. If you guys think that it's kind of interesting as we as we talk about assessment and measurement, we have a lead-in that says, how do you know if you are? And maybe you don't. So um, and the other one, too, that we learned also is the – The release timing of a podcast during an Agile conference is not very predictable. So if you did happen to listen to our most recent episode, which talks a lot about sessions that were held on Monday, August 3rd, 2015, and you listen to it after the fact probably not the most valuable thing so as we continue these sessions here at Agile 2015 we're going to make our presentation more timeless so you'll hear about sessions that we've been to and things we've learned and you'll be able to look it up afterwards and that way it'll be better so if anyone did listen to our our prior episode I think it was number 91 where we you know kind of said here's a bunch of sessions to go to and it was posted after those sessions occurred. Um,
1: <laughs> we learned that today, so we're not going to make that mistake again. So, um, And I believe, uh, to your previous point, it was the agility health radar.
0: Yeah, it was something that was, yes. it was It was a very feisty conversation of Lean Coffee. So. Um, did, you guys, did
4: you guys ever hear of the Wheel of Morality from, do you remember back in the 90s, there was that Animaniacs, the, the show mm. on TV. I was oh, a big Animaniacs fan. That's how I fan. learned the States when I moved here. Yes, the song, the song that they <laughs> would sing in that show. Well, they have the Wheel of Morality at the end of every episode, and they would have this little song, Wheel of Morality, turn, 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 tell us the lesson that you should learn. And every time I see wheels with a bunch of stats and things on it, that, I of. Th- immediately, I'm, I'm in Animaniacs land, well, and I'm 15 years old again.
0: I think, is again, that was the game of my day, and then in late, I ended my day with Metric's imprisonment, so it was almost very fitting since I could, <laughs> so see, I could see the wheel there. Where is that, that
1: train? Yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: ah, we're in Georgetown here somewhere. Well. I guess that's all we have time for for this episode. It's a little shorter tonight, um, but uh, hopefully you guys uh, who are listening got some things out of it. We will post some links to the sessions that we talked about here in the show notes, so you can go check out the session summaries and also the uh, materials that will be available for download from the Agile Alliance. And um, we thank you for listening. Give us some feedback and keep living this Agile life.
2: This Agile Life is brought to you by a community of Agile developers and coaches aspiring to spread the word about this groundbreaking approach to software development. Join us at thisagilelife.com forward slash community.